1: Welcome to Out to Lunch, the podcast series in which I take fascinating, notable folks to dine in a restaurant of my choosing. I've had the best conversations of my career over dinner. Interviewees are more inclined to reveal their deepest, darkest secrets when their plate is full. Today, it's all a bit podcast eats podcast, as I'm joined by the singer songwriter and table manners star, Jesse Ware. Cream on ice cream.
2: Cream on ice
1: cream. Yeah, that was like. What, squirty cream out of a can no. or, or pouring
2: cream? Double cream.
1: So my guest this week, Jessie Ware, has already fed me. I was on table manners, salt beef, chicken soup, it was great. And now I've got to feed her. And I was thinking very carefully, where do I take her? I wanted to be absolutely certain it would be brilliant. So I brought her to the restaurant of a chef who happens to be a dear friend of mine, Ravinda Bogle. Jaconi is sort of an Indian restaurant, but not quite, because Ravinda is Punjabi, is from Kenya. But she throws her net wide and the food is extremely diverse. And I honestly think it's the kind of thing that Jessie Ware will love. Let's get inside and find out. Can I
2: take your coat? Oh, God, yeah, go on then. Well, they've got people to do this. Thank you.
1: Congratulations. On? Winning another award.
2: I mean, it's been a few years, but I mean, it's much been been much quicker winning awards in podcasts than <laughs> fucking music, I tell you.
1: This was the Audio Production Awards. Yes,
2: yeah, so we were nominated for some Arias.
1: Yeah. You won one of those, didn't no, you? No, we didn't. Oh, I'm fucking sorry. Fucking
2: Ronan Keating one. Ronan- for New Voice. It was in Sodding Leeds. and uh, lost- Can I just point out that the
1: executive producer of Out to Lunch was born in Leeds?
2: There's nothing wrong with Leeds. There's absolutely nothing wrong with Which Leeds. Which
1: was also when I went to university. Would you like some water? Yes, please.
2: <laughs> I tell you what's wrong with Leeds is when you missed, you, you, you don't win to and then you've got a session at... Oh, no, you've got to put, take your daughter to nursery at seven in the morning. So you eat your feelings at Burger King on the motorway on the way home and cry a bit. Please no, tell i me you,
1: Please tell me you weren't alone.
2: Oh, no, I wasn't alone. Imagine.
1: <laughs> so you are now... The Wikipedia description of you obviously says, singer, musician, the and podcaster.
2: Oh, I really would like Broadcaster more. Well, do, you want,
1: do you want Broadcaster? I think
2: I would. Podcaster just feels a little small fry for me. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> on, no. you're
1: getting what? You're, getting, well, you, no, you're heading no, towards it's a million downloads, no, aren't
2: you? It? Br- no, Oh, no, we've surpassed that, Jay. No, absolutely. No, it's going really well. It's completely ridiculous how fun this has been.
1: Now, I'll tell you what, should we get some menus?
2: Yes, please. I'm,
1: I'm curious, you know, because you really are on my patch. You went to Alain's. Yeah. Which is sort of round the corner from the school my son went to. You yeah. went to
2: Cheltenham.
1: Mm-hmm. Were you singing there?
2: Yeah, I I'd started, and this wasn't kind of that I was a very stage school child at all. But I think it was at primary school that there was a teacher, and this teacher, Mr. McMillan, um, he had this jazz club after school, and it was like I was ten, and uh, and I he we were singing. He was he wanted a jazzy version of Away in a Manger and everyone was having a go, and I was just like, oh, maybe I should. And I, I'm, I'm not the most confident kind of... I'm, I'm No, I'm socially confident but when I'm it comes to music. No, but when it comes to music, yeah. it's always been this thing where, like, people have literally had to push me on stage. So it still baffles me why I'm a singer. Mm. And I think this is why I've enjoyed doing the podcast so much, that it's been this thing I thought that actually was going to be... Broadcasting was going to be more my thing.
0: Mm.
2: And I... And I'm very, very appreciative of it, but I am accidentally a singer. Um, so I did this solo, and I got the Carol Concert solo of Away in a Manger. So, but Alain's, I, my mum pushed, tried to get me a scholarship because it's bloody expensive. expensive. And so oh, she, the, the
1: day my son we went for the for the open day, and I could see his blood running cold, and he went, "Not for me." I thought, "Yes." there's <laughs> Okay,
2: no, we, need to we look order. At this it. Menu. Okay, I want you to order.
1: You want me to no? Yeah. no
2: no, because I'm a control freak usually, and I feel like I'm with
1: You're the king
2: freak. of eating out. So I'm. All like, right. Well, we there is one choose. thing which
1: I will order, which is the scrag end pie. Oh, sounds. It's an Indian. <laughs> it's an Indian shepherd's pie.
2: Okay, perfect.
1: Um, and it is really quite extraordinary. The charred Brussels sprouts.
2: Love a Brussels sprout. Uh,
1: yotam. Artalenghi said that he thinks these are the best ones <gasps> okay, he's ever tried. Okay, count me in. And the seared scallops with congee and Setuan chilli oil. Sounds gorgeous. And then we'll get Ravinda up. Um, she'll, I know she's going to come take the order, but she's, as I say, whatever we order, she'll throw other things on because she's like that. Why don't we get her up to see if she can spray Hello. hello. Hi.
2: Hello.
1: Do you want to come around there and perch on the... On the are on, you
2: recording already?
1: Oh, we're recording already. <laughs> we, did a,
2: a, we did a hello, but yeah, hi. Ravinda hi. Hi. Vogel, yes. Jessie Ware.
1: Dangerously, Jessie's um, put um, me in right. charge. I'm going to pick a few things and then you'll just do what you always I do.
0: I'll do what I want. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> you are, it's that kind of Punjabi girl, Jewish mother thing. Yes,
0: I'm Perfect. All right. Jewish mother in a Punjabi so,
1: girl. Jessie has to try the Prawn Toast Scotch Egg. I do. With banana <laughs> ketchup. a good, good and, Jewish girl uh, and, that I am, okay, I must. Cucumber. <laughs> um, we have to have the charred brussel sprouts.
0: Of course.
1: And the seared scallops. Yep. And the scrag end pie. And I think just ordering those, is that four things?
2: Is that it? No, no, no. I'm oh, leaving the you, space. Music to my ears. I'm, I'm
1: leaving you to the now, space what, to do what right. you want now, to what, do.
2: Now, how are we going to fill in right. the gaps? What would you like us to
0: have? So, I think you have to have the clove smoked venison. So I'm really glad you said that. I'm surprised that you didn't pick that, actually. Maybe I
1: was leaving the space for you to do that.
0: You have to absolutely have the roasted king oyster mushroom. It's delicious. The squid and nice. the mushroom are pretty much the same. But for me, it's the mushroom that's killer. It's just got okay. such a lovely texture. Lovely. I would say the skate because it's a new dish. I love the sound of that. I think
1: yeah. that would probably do us, yeah. knowing, I your, portions. knowing oh, your portions.
2: Oh, you're generous? Yeah. generous. Oh, I love we you like so to feed. much. <laughs> I can't stand a small portion.
1: Was there a particular moment, a performance where you thought, whether I'm prepared to say it to anybody else or not, I know I have a voice here?
2: I mean, I kind of, like, semi-kept it going. At, at uni, I was like, I didn't get the good parts at all. I kind of did it just because... You went to Sussex, didn't you? I went to Sussex.
1: I'm just going to go back one moment. Yeah. So your parents, both in what we call serious sort of serious careers, yeah. Lenny, social worker, mm-hmm. uh, your dad, a broadcast journalist. Yeah. I, I, I know that you weren't necessarily close for a while mm-hmm. um, after your parents split. Yeah. But... Was there any point... At I which... forgot
2: how much research you do, Jay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on, go on. It's all out there. Um,
1: <laughs> the, was there any point at which you were going to say, but what I really want to do is go and do music, or I want to go and do drama, or were you always going to go and read books for three years at Sussex?
2: So I kind of... I just put it on the back burner, but it was really my best mate, Sarah, who... And I, I, studied, I, studied, um, I studied English literature. I actually didn't love the course, to be honest didn't love university, and um, my friend Sarah was very frustrated by me. She was like, you have a voice, I don't understand why you're not doing anything with it. Um, And I said, well, because I'm going to get a serious job, I'm going to go into journalism. Was that the plan? Yeah. I went and did a diploma at Lambeth College.
1: Okay.
2: Actually, I used to do court clerking, where I would write notes in the courts. Um, I was working for a family law practice in Peckham. I absolutely loved that. So, kind of, I started doing... Journalism got a job at the Jewish Chronicle. Because, was it actually a staff job? I mean, yeah, but I think it's because I, I look, I'm not stupid. I knew that I was Jewish girl, and that I could knock on the door and be like, hi, and they were very sweet, and I loved you them. Us, let me in. Yeah, uh, there were mini bagels on a Friday. Were there? Yeah, it was so lovely. Like it was just lovely. Like it was such. Did, you, a lovely did you ever write
1: those stories that the Jewish Chronicle is famous for, which is Jew does thing?
2: <laughs> 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 I mean. I think I was doing Rabbi Does Thing, but yeah, basically, yeah, yeah.
1: Every time I've got into the Jewish Chronicle, it's J. <laughs> Rayner, Jew, <G>. does thing, <laughs> yeah. has book out, whatever. I, don't, you know.
2: I just loved it when everyone was like, did you know that Lenny Kravitz is Jewish? Because the JC said it, and I was like, well, I guess Kravitz, uh, kind of, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Lenny, yeah, anyway. But um, yeah, no, I did that for a bit, but I, I thought uh, I wanted to go into law.
1: How long, how long was a bit at the JC?
2: Less than a year. That's all right. But they were very sweet. I then got a job at Love Productions, which was this TV sh- that do break, bake off.
1: Rich Maccaro. Mm. Um, Rich. I was
2: his assistant. You were
1: your assistant to Rich Maccaro's?
2: And his wife, ex-wife. Yeah. Anna. Yeah.
1: You were there with E.L. James. Yeah. Was she filthy then?
2: She... And just put it in context. This
1: is, um, she wrote Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm.
2: Yeah, so she was just starting to write...
1: Was she sharing pages?
2: Yes, across the desk. <laughs> really? But I don't think I saw Fifty Shades. I think I've seen something else that she... She hadn't written Fifty Shades, but I think the thing that I saw... Because we met up for a drink years later to kind of celebrate the fact that we didn't work for Love Productions anymore. And, and uh, worked and out, out quite worked, nicely. Definitely yeah. worked out brilliantly for E.L. Jones. Um, lovely for me, so I think it was, it was kind of quite fabulous. So I was finishing, I'd just done a TV show in America, and i just finished this tour done Conan the Conan Conan O'Brien yeah yeah. and she was living in the Chateau Marmont whilst filming for 50 Shades was happening it was just fabulous and she was like let's go for a drink and it was so brilliant so thank you so she's like royalty and they're going Erica do you want your favourite? And she was like, yeah. And then Whispering Angels comes and we drink some Whispering
1: Angels. What's in a Whispering
2: Angel? Oh, it's just this rosé. Have you never had it? No. Oh, it's really fun. Oh, really? Like, okay. It's just a good rosé that gives you the worst hangover in the friggin' world. But we were like, cheers, and going, yeah, to doing this and this Instead is being mad that. and to you being a dirty cow and, like, you know, writing filth and for me enjoying that.
1: Excellent. But yeah,
2: it was really funny. It was a funny old night.
1: So you you do Sussex, you do JC, you do Love Productions, you're thinking of becoming a lawyer, but all this time you're singing?
2: No. I started singing kind of what, so professionally, because my best mate Jack Pignate, who went to Alleyne's with me, he was already a kind of, um, he was on his second record. And whilst I was at Love Productions, he said, I need some backing vocals for this Radio 1 of El session for Zane Lowe. Can you do it? And I said... Yeah.
1: Had he been in musicals with you? Had he been in... He
2: never... He was too cool. He didn't well, do the musicals. Okay. I think he did... No, he did, like, one musical there. But him and Felix White, who was in the Maccabees, they'd, like... They were way too rock and roll and cool. Um, so... Up
1: to a point. But there France, were But Sorry, Florence... Like yeah, but...
2: <laughs> Florence Welch used to do the musicals for me. Right. She was like one of my backing dancers, and now look at her. She's doing all right.
1: Food is landing on the table. Yes, yes. and it looks some gorgeous. So snacks for you. <gasps> the chickpea <gasps> chips with some Bengali tomato chutney. Mm. The pronto scotch egg with some banana ketchup and cucumber. And finally, the venison samosas with some beetroot chutney.
2: Thank you so much.
1: So, venison samosas, let's see, what does it say? It had clove smoked venison samosa with the beetroot chutney. That's the prawn toast scotch egg with banana ketchup and pickled cucumber in there. And this is something she didn't even mention, which is the chickpea chips. Oh, great. They are a thing. Mm. Mmm. Nice. Sort of crisp on the outside. Mm. Oh, my.
2: Mmm.
1: That is properly smoky, isn't it? Mm. Samosa with venison and the waft of... Wow.
2: And the clove.
1: Mmm. You're not meant to have silence on podcasts, are you? (laughs)
2: <laughs> but I'm hear us.
1: <laughs> if you listen very carefully you can hear you can hear the great Jesse Way dribbling.
2: <laughs> it's like a <laughs> it's wildlife programme. That's really good, isn't it? It's got a lot of heat. It's a bit of but heat. with the cold dip? Yeah.
1: Oh
2: my god, you have the best life in the world. Do people quake in their boots when you come to the restaurant?
1: Not if they're any good at it. Right. If they're professional, if they know what they're doing is fine. Then I walk through the door and Uh, I would suspect they might see me more as an irritation than anything else. And you must, you know, you are now very well known.
2: Yes.
1: In certain places you're very well known. Yes. And you have to find a way to deal with that.
2: Mm.
1: How do you deal with it? when you're, when well, people recognise
2: you? I think people are really respectful of me. I've always been quite protective of keeping my daughter really out of the limelight, and because I don't... I mean, she's two, and I don't want every bugger to know what she looks like mm. from my Instagram, each to their own, but for me, I want her to have a childhood, and I want her to be able to go to her school without people kind of... And also, I'm, I'm not in the tabloids, and I don't invite that. I have a has, very normal life.
1: Has that ever happened?
2: When I'm on a red carpet, maybe I'll get the... It it's happened <laughs> it happened when I made a comment about Danny Dyer's like uh I mean it was stupid, I forgot that maybe I was a little bit famous. I put on my Insta stories when the start of Love Island, thank you very much. Yeah. Um Love Island started and Danny Dyer the the man. Yeah did a post about his daughter, Danny Dyer, who was the most adorable person in in the um, villa. You loved Love Island. I loved Love Island. My mum was so upset with me. But um, he did this
1: kind of All that expensive education, and there you are. (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: a balance, you know. Um, But Danny Dyer, the press shot of the the girl, Danny Dyer, she was straddling a horse. And, you know, it was a sexy picture. It's Love Island. She looked gorgeous. (laughs) Her dad had posted it on... um, instagram being like how did this fine specimen come from my loins and i just saw easy now mate so i kind of screen grabbed it and i was like hang on and fucking daily mail were having a slow fucking news day weren't they and they were like jesse
0: where
1: um, last
2: stunning no. time i was like oh god really is that what's like
1: Look, a slow news day at the mail the weirdest things can happen
2: i'm making mess everywhere i'm so sorry you, you
1: just hit the um prawn toast scotch egg which <laughs> I'm so
2: is so sorry this is amazing the banana ketchup.
1: I know. I've seen banana ketchups at other places, but uh, you know, she is a mate of mine. I've never reviewed Ravinda's food because I can't because we're so close.
0: Oh right. Okay. Um,
1: but I can, just as a mate, say I think her banana ketchup amazing. <laughs> so you start doing backing singing with Jack, mm-hmm. and you've said that that gave you a. It was almost like an apprenticeship on what absolutely watching backline go in on stage watching sound checks watching it all be worked out
2: mm-hmm. thank- I'm sorry Jack no? thank you I'm you're just leaving now... your smears off thank the, you yeah. I'm sorry um, well, it really does look like a yeah it, anyway it, it's a funny old colour so yeah, it,
1: sorry not that funny you recognise it you're a mother you have <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. one baby another Maybe. one to come
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, Jack yeah he had a big line up of um, festivals and it was great and then he asked me to come to America with him where he was doing this American tour. I really loved it. And then I just got lucky and, 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 and kind of a friend of mine who was in the band with Jack said, you should really work with this guy. And so I did a session with him and that song got released. And then that kind of created this the world bars. that is me. Um, yeah, Jesse Ware is a singer on my own. Oh, what's that? So that
0: is charred Brussels sprouts Oh, wow. With bonito and a hot and dresser. Wow. Oh, yes.
2: Okay. And, and Otto says these are the best charred sprouts. Uh, yes,
0: yeah.
2: Okay.
1: So, um. And he, I'm sure he knows a thing or two. So there's little crisp, golden crisps of garlic over the top there, and sesame seeds, Brussels sprouts. A smell of dashi. I mean, it's quite pungent, isn't mm.
0: it?
1: Brussels sprouts have had a, you know, they've, they've, they've a comeback.
2: there
1: chestnut in there? I don't think there's chestnut. I
2: just tasted, I thought I tasted chestnut.
1: There's a little bit of sesame or knocking around. Oh, my as well. goodness. Tell me about food when you were growing up. There's this great line about, so your, your parents split when you were 10.
2: Mm-hmm. I think so.
1: And so you're pretty much brought up by your mum,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which must have been sort of busy and complicated for her. Mm. You're very close, obviously, or you wouldn't dare do a podcast together.
2: That <laughs> no, was mad. But... Yeah, it is mad. It's insane. Mm-hmm.
1: But food, what was she? I mean, was she a classic Jewish mother in terms of food or not classic? It wasn't
2: like- Every Friday night, we'd have Friday night dinner, and it would be roast chicken and it would be chicken soup. Mm. But she was, she always made an effort, and I think I always appreciated that. There was always a home cooked meal. Cream on ice cream.
1: Cream on ice cream? Yeah, that was like. What, squirty cream out of a can no, or pouring cream?
2: Double cream, yeah. Pouring cream. Okay. Hagen dazs I remember, like, when I'd be a bit sad, my mum would be like, darling, would you like some cream on ice cream? And I'd say, yes, that's going to make everything better. And that would
1: make everything better. Right.
2: And it did, and it still does. Does it? Yeah. It's so good.
1: There are chestnuts.
2: Thank you, Jay. Thank you.
1: I don't know about I just got a bit of chestnut. He didn't mention chestnuts. I know. Did you ever do Morley's?
2: Oh, um, no, I didn't, actually. Morley's is a
1: fried chicken shopping. I've never been
2: bothered about... No, we used to do Pizza Hotline.
1: Pizza Hotline on the corner yeah. of Dalek's Ribes.
2: Yeah, I think it was a £4 pizza. And we'd get them after we'd get illegally served alcohol, and which used to be the Brockwell Tavern, which is now, I think, the Florence. Yeah. We'd go, we'd be really drunk, and we'd get a hotline pizza. Me and Felix, always, we always like chicken on our pizza, don't judge me. I still think that the barbecue Chicken Domino's is one of the best um, pizzas uh, in the world. You're
1: my guest, so I don't judge you. No, I do. Just quietly, I do. Do you you not
2: like um, Hawaiian pizza, either?
1: Are you talking pineapple on a pizza? Yeah. I
2: love
0: it. It was all going so well.
2: (laughs) (sighs) But I love everything. Do you?
0: Hi there, I'm Ollie. I'm the executive producer on Out to Lunch. And this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Imagine you had the time it takes to have lunch... Gifted to you each day, an extra hour. What would you do with that time? For me personally, after listening to Out to Lunch in a swanky new restaurant, I'd love to spend more time actually sampling the food there myself. Now, a lot of us wish we had more time, but in reality, if something is really important, then we make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can do more of it. It can help you clear your head and take control of your life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Plus, it's entirely online to save those precious minutes. With over a 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com better, slash lunch. That's betterhelp.com slash lunch. Addition
1: to that, that's the roasted king oyster mushroom with some tarragon crumb. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah.
2: Wow. I want to get into that. Was it a tarragon crumb? Was it a tarragon? I think it
1: was a tarragon crumb. Uh, What does it say over here? Resonant, tarragon crumb.
2: I always like a bit of a crumb.
1: Do you like a crumb?
2: Yeah, especially when I'm not supposed to be eating fucking (laughs) fucking bread. I want it even more.
1: Now I'm watching you eat everything. Let me dig into that. OK. So you, I don't hold back. No, I know you don't.
2: Sorry. But Mum says never share with me. She probably says. Oh, no, it's me. not that.
1: It's the thing that, you know, clearly you've had a, a wide variety of people yeah, yeah. on table yeah. manners. You've, you're clearly troughing like mad here. Mm-hmm. And yet you went and did the whole Ayurvedic medicine thing.
2: Because, I mean, I'm not doing it, am I, very well? No, no, that um. would be fair.
1: I, I hesitate <laughs> to ask you how much it's costing you to <laughs> yeah. not do it. Yeah.
2: Basically, I did it on my first birth, and and I had a really I'm good gonna birth. I'm going to split these down the Perfect. middle. <laughs> I had a really positive birth. Now, I think that baby decides how they're going to bloody come, and I don't know if the potions I took necessarily help, but I felt really confident. I think it was more about me feeling prepared right. to birth a child, which felt like the most petrifying thing in the world.
0: I'm sure.
1: So people have in their heads a vision of what a, I'm going to use the the term pop star, is like. Mm. And then you're a nice middle-class girl from the suburbs.
2: Would you say Clapham is suburbs? In a (laughs) suburb. We're fucking zone two, that ain't suburbs.
1: You're a nice middle-class girl from zone two. Zone two. This matters to you, doesn't it? It absolutely does. Because if I said suburbs, you're thinking... Stanmore. I'm
2: thinking, yeah, fuck that,
1: yeah. No, oh, OK. Um, Do you ever agonise about whether y- you had suffered enough for music?
2: Oh, what, like uh, the artist in me? Um, mm. Yeah, I always feel like I'm getting away with it. and uh, But equally, I don't know, I probably haven't suffered enough. I've been in the same relationship since I was 18, two years apart. Um... Yeah, I have middle class you got and Jewish with
1: guilt. Oh, you got Jewish guilt, brilliant, middle class guilt. Yeah. Although you've channeled it. I mean, you've, you've, you've gone off and done stuff with the UNICEF. You went off to yeah. Bangladesh with um, UNICEF. Yeah,
2: I've done three trips with UNICEF.
1: So, for all the stuff you say about, you know, the accidental, the accidental pop star, which mm-hmm. is what you seem to describe. Yeah. Do you feel that with the success comes responsibilities?
2: Mm-hmm. I do feel the responsibility, I feel like being in music is not something that you can take too seriously it's a very fickle world and industry and you can be, have a lot of yes people around you and then it can all be taken away and so I've kind of always taken it slightly with a pinch of salt and for me to be able to use my music as a platform to be able to then voice an opinion on something and I hope I don't ever feel like I'm pushing people in a direction but whether it's to encourage young people to vote in brexit i was
1: very yeah, it didn't work out but yeah well i mean we're all still being noisy i keep getting yeah. i keep getting people saying shut up just tell us about the food no
2: <sighs> this is the thing i have a few critics that can't stand me in music oh really and i feel like when they when they say in the newsroom they go who wants to review this, Jessie? Whether well, they're like, me, 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 <laughs> me, 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 me. I want to fucking take her down. That middle-class, privileged, white, Jewish, privileged, self-deprecating person um with shit music. And um Locked I wonder, I nearly invited one of them on for table manners to just kind of see whether she would f- want to say all that stuff over the dinner table at my mum's. But that would be
1: an awkward night. Obviously we
2: wouldn't. It was my mum's idea, because my mum is like, for, like you know what, I don't really read reviews. I read live reviews, because I think you can improve on that.
1: That's a very good point.
2: But I don't li- read the album reviews, because you can't do anything after it's done. So I kind of like, it's one person's opinion, but, um, but the live reviews, yeah, I've had some absolute shockers. Even call me beige, I wanted to cry. <laughs>
1: That is a terrible oh, it's it's,
2: it's, the, it's the lowest. Yeah, it's the lowest blow.
1: It really is. Um, how has your... Well, I'm asking about your mum, but, you know, if you watch your, your daughter go out into a very complicated world mm. and one in which personality is pushed to the front and you can get a lot of abuse. Yeah. How does she deal with that? Well,
2: she used to reply in all different languages. I remember there was somebody that had said this wasn't abuse, but somebody she'd t- checked on Twitter, somebody had tweeted in French. She was obviously Googling my name, um or searching my name, and somebody'd sent it in French, oh here you can get free download of Jesse Ware's record and in French. And my mum wrote to him in French on Twitter and said, Don't do that. Like that's not fair. And he said, everyone... And then he wrote back and he said, everyone does it. And she says, no. And she gave us an argument, all in French.
1: How many languages does your mother she,
2: speak? She speaks... Um, she speaks too. Um well, French. But, yeah, and, uh, and a bit of Yiddish. Um, oh. But she... Um, and then he wrote back and he said, I've just downloaded it, actually. Like, I've bought it, so, yes. And my, but I just... She, I think she would like to fight all the battles. And actually, like, I've had quite... Maybe I'm going to encourage it, um, but I've had not that much anti-Semitic... Um, abuse and actually, I just find it so ludicrous when some, somebody says it. it kind of, I, I'm kind of always quite intrigued to see how they, how how they're going to try and cuss me out being a Jew. It's always kind of interesting. I've
1: had, have quite, you, have, I have, have quite a lot. But the thing I was going to say about table manners, mm. it is now a platform in a way that perhaps the music isn't it's, quite. It's a platform yeah. to say stuff.
2: Yeah, it's also definitely people. It's more mm. of my personality. Um. um my mum, like, I think people feel like they know us. And to be honest, I didn't realise what an um, involvement my mum was going to have.
1: So was it initially she was going to be, and my mother was Well, I didn't want horse. her to be
2: like this served, like, you yeah. know, I, I didn't know how much she wanted. She kind of, I said, Mum, would you do it? And she says, OK, darling, because she didn't really understand what it was. But um, she's, she's the star. And I won this award, the Audio Production Awards, and it, it, was, it had my name on the bloody award, but really, I think my mum was quite pissed off at it.
1: <laughs> she wasn't up uh, for uh, no the The observation I would make is obviously the guests mm. are important. We come on, we say stuff, and that's yes, interesting.
2: absolutely. But
1: week by week, it's a soap opera about a mother I, and daughter I relationship. Know. I'm a bit
2: worried we're going a bit Kardashian, but um, for everyone to kind of fall in love with her the way they have, it's been. I'm really proud of that. Um, it's definitely. Going to her head a little bit. Oh, is it definitely? Is a she either. getting a bit grand? Oh, she's absolutely. But um, it's we have so much fun, and I am. I think it's really quite special. We're going to have all these audible memories of us, and it is. It is so real. The the fighting. Oh I no, know, I know. But I also was there, the chuckling. So. It's just how we communicate.
1: So you're on series five. How long could it go on for?
2: Um, I don't know. We've got a cookbook deal. Have you? But this is the thing. I feel like I'm so excited. Excitable and excited about everything that I'm doing at the moment. You know, I'm, I'm also launching a Kids Web brand. So I've kind of...
1: What's the Kids Web brand?
2: It's my... It's called Anywhere. Yeah. I don't, oh. y- maybe I'm taking on too much. No, But it's fine. a sustainable kind of... It's, 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 um, and
1: your fourth album?
2: Oh, yeah, which i am nearly written. Okay. So I'm trying to record half of it before I pop. Yeah. And then about four months later, record the rest.
1: With your third, that was the one that everybody sort of said you got very, very personal, yes about yeah, um, so much so. I mean, I, I did actually print out the lyrics to Sam,
2: Oh God, yeah, yeah.
1: which are quite full-on, yeah you know um, on, I, you don't exactly have to do exegesis on this. this is no <laughs> it's
2: not hidden in a metaphor. Uh, no,
1: it's not hidden in a metaphor. What kind of a mother will I be? This is terrible. I'm actually looking at this. Yeah. It's a love letter to your husband yeah. Basically, and
2: my mum kind of, but she doesn't like the song, so
1: does she not?
2: <laughs> it hasn't got oh. enough groove. Oh, it's, does it? She's she, like, yeah, it's not my bag.
1: I, will I be I as said, brave as my song. mother? Yeah, there's that. And um, you did. There's a, a couple of lines in there where you. I hope she you, knows
2: that I've man, found a man far from my father. You yeah. give
1: your dad a kicking.
2: Well, you know what? It wasn't about giving him a kicking. He definitely wasn't too happy about it and he wants to kill Ed Sheeran because I blamed Ed Sheeran on that line because he was like, "Just," I said, I don't know if my dad will be happy about that. And, he and said, or was
1: he saying, look, he it's true, He said, tri- if dishonest. it feels
2: uncomfortable, then maybe you should do it. And it's, oh, is it true?
1: that was Ed Sheeran's.
2: But in my dad's defence, or in my defence, rather, that line about my dad, is it's it's not... my My, my husband and my father couldn't be more different, you know,
1: so it's a, a statement of what it is?
2: Yeah. I mean, they are different. And my mum and dad didn't work out. And I really oh. hope that doesn't happen for me. So it's kind of...
1: Statement of the obvious. Yeah.
2: You? And, and I, it, I know it sounds quite punishing and I definitely hurt his feelings. But...
1: I have you were relation. furious with him for quite a while, though, weren't yeah, you?
2: Yeah, I didn't speak to him for, like, three years. Yeah. It's
1: complicated.
2: Yeah, I mean... It was complicated because he was also paying my f- school fees. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then my mum was like, I think you're going to have to see him. No, we, my dad and I, um, uh, we have a good good relationship now. Right. Um,
1: has, he, has he commented on, uh, as a broadcaster, John, John where is He's desperate a very, to be on it. He's a very famous, uh, in my world, as a news broadcaster on yeah, Panorama. Yeah,
2: investigative. Yeah, yeah
1: and I, I worked with him on a couple of stories, and we got on very well. But I'm just curious. Well done,
2: because he's a funny old fish. He is a
1: funny old fish, but yeah. I, I've met I've met his type before. I've worked in newsrooms, you know what they're like. But is he, has he he commented on the fact that you know the rivers have met, as in you are now broadcasting? Yeah, but I'm
2: low I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, mine isn't, mine isn't. No, sorry. I'm, I need to stop being self deprecating. No, I think he'd be livid if I get an MBE for journal, broadcast for journalism before he does. I mean, that would, abs- I think that would kill him, um, which I, is not happening, by the way, but I kind of want it to happen just <laughs> a bit as <similar. laughs> Um So I, I think when he saw that Stacey Dooley had been on our podcast, he said, Darling, why ha- are you not inviting me? I have far more experience than Stacey.
1: I, f- I find and the it idea... Made, it made me laugh, so my mum said, Lenny I'm not coming. cooking for your dad to be... And what
2: and what do you eat with your other family that you left us for?
0: Mm. Thank you. It's
1: oh, my God, it's that looks amazing. Trims. And salsa tempura. And scrag end pie. Oh, and yeah. Brilliant, thank you. So the scrag end pie, scrag end of lamb, is the neck... And what I love about this is that she... It's r- the
2: worst name, isn't I it? I know.
1: Ravinda could have called this a lamb neck pie, but she didn't. She called it scrag end, which is just shameless on her part. Oh, I can smell it. Oh, shit. Oh.
2: I've just fucking spelt it again. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. It's all right. It's a sloppy, delicious It, it is. There's pie. a sloppy
1: deliciousness to it. I just think it's a curried, it's a curried shepherd's pie. Mm. Um, one of the curious things is you have been with your other half since you were both seven you say in the lyric, 17.
2: Yeah, we met, when we, well, we re-met. We went to primary school together. Right. But we re-met at our mate's leaving thing when we were 17, but we didn't actually, I didn't let him come to my 18th birthday because the guest list was full. Oh,
1: well, that's obviously yeah. important. it
2: was a marquee in my mum's garden. It wasn't yeah. exactly... Um, so, yeah, we went on our first date when we were 18, but I, I fancied him from being 17.
1: But, the, the, you know, we talk about journeys and the age of X Factor, the journey you've been on. The really interesting thing is how life can change so radically. Mm-hmm. And holding something together over such a length of time, I don't want to be patronising, but it, it's, it's complicated, it's difficult, it's an mm. achievement.
2: Yeah, I'm, I think it was probably something that was very important to me, seeing as my parents split up. and. Um, He's a um so I'm not going to let him go. He's also very handsome. Is he's, he? He's very handsome, and he's the most fabulous dad, so I'm, so not, getting, I'm not getting rid of him any time. He's soon. not in the
1: music industry at all, is he? Oh, my God,
2: no. He he was working in schools, um, and then now he's a personal trainer, and kind of specialising in... But well, he specialises in kind of... Animal flow, where they move like an animal. It's all very really? yeah. And he kind of wants to do more rehab stuff, and he's just done a massage course, which is great. You love be. massage, don't you? Love massage. Who doesn't?
1: No, I I, I, I sneak you. off for one every now and then. Uh, where do you go? I go to this is quite oh, a good story. You. I go to a place called the Refinery, uh, which is a male only grooming oh, clinic. You. I was originally sent I'm do something now I was originally sent there to get a global wax by one of my editors. Who, uh, we had for this, a story? Yeah. It was right. a woman called Nicola Geel, who's uh, now the Saturday editor of the Times. But she has this talent for getting her journalists to do things they would never imagine doing. And back in the day, the way she'd do it is by phoning you when she knew you couldn't take the call and leaving a message. And in my case, the answer machine message was, Jay, it's Nicola. She has this slightly nasal voice. Yeah. Jay, it's Nicola. I want you to go and get a global wax. Back, sack and crack. You'll do it. Goodbye. And hung up. Um, is how this was- too much information? Are
2: you kidding? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell you about how... No, my birth
1: no, anyway. in a minute. No, no I'm joking. So um, I went through what I regarded... You know, you know how the five stages of grief? You have the five stages of dealing with Nicola Jeal's request, which is outrage, fury, mm-hmm. amusement, mm-hmm. and eventually you get to acceptance.
2: Yeah. It
1: took me two days. To realise that actually it would make a brilliant piece. What,
2: it took you two days to get the wax done? No, the wax, finished, was, or... the wax
1: was done in 90 minutes. Okay. But, uh, it Whoa! Took me, it took me two days that to That is
2: a long wax. <laughs> Jay, I feel sorry for you, mate. It's so painful, isn't
1: it? Well, it is, but you see, the thing is, a lot of women said to me afterwards, now you know what it's like, as if I've been shepherding these women. you <laughs> not even
2: making <laughs> your wife oh, like a Brazilian every the month. The last thing
1: Pat would ever do. <laughs> Um, you know, get, get yourself into clinics and get depilated. It was very uncomfortable.
2: This is delicious, by the way. Yeah,
1: we're now on the skate with brown. Butter well, actually, and, uh, I'm going to use the
2: spoon from the Bombay, the, the, the kind of Bombay mix. And Do we it's... say
1: samphire or samphire? What does Ed Sheeran say?
2: Oh, I don't know if he knows about samphire. Um, he's from Suffolk. He well, he likes fish and chips. Um, I um, he's uh, I don't know. Um, I call it samphire. Is that right or wrong?
1: In our part of South London, yes, it's fine.
2: You know what I can't say? Cafetier, cafetier. Cafetier? Yeah. Why can't I say it?
1: Try again. Cafetier.
2: I I can't get the, um, the accent right. Yeah. So and lots of people like a coffee after our dinner, and I go I just d- dread it when they go. Well, have you got coffee? And mum, yeah. And I go. Oh, the kefti, have kept a,
1: kept a Keftier. I Keftier. Have I for a long while. I had a problem with the word physician. I still can't. say it. <laughs> Physician. Yeah. Um, not that I actually had much need to say. Should I visit a physician?
2: <laughs> well, no, you're doing it like that, this is so delicious because you can taste the lime pickle in there somewhere. Mmm, um, crunch.
1: How do you... I, I am curious, uh, when you go on tour... I think you were about to go on tour when I came on your podcast.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Was it... You took your chef with you? No. You would I wish
2: I could take a chef. And it's...
1: How across all that stuff are you?
2: What, the food?
1: No, the whole thing. I... When you're going on tour... Yeah, i mean, You've got a... Obviously, you've got a tour manager and you've got...
2: Yeah. I have an amazing tour manager who I lost for a few years. Um, and I got back. You know what? If I'm being honest... On the last run, I wasn't above it enough, and it suffered for that, um,
1: financially. Oh, really? Yeah, I made, like, no money. People weren't watching the bottom line.
2: I mean, mean, it was was, was a lesson to us all. It was a funny old year for me. It wasn't the funnest, to be honest. Was it not? No, it was really hard. I had to deal with being away from my daughter a lot. She came to the European run and the UK, but I'd said yes to this American tour, which was losing so much money, and... I couldn't afford to have her, so I had to be away from her for three weeks. And the girl, it was shit when I thought she was going to be with me. And it was just, it wasn't fair, but it was also my job, and I felt like I had to do it for fans, and so I didn't want to cancel. And I think this is what's been so great about the podcast. It's been an escape, but also just something that's made me fall in love with music again and be able to enjoy it. Um, I just, I, I needed something else. Otherwise, I think I was about to quit music, actually. I was Were just you? like, fuck this, it's shit. That's, a, that's
1: a, quite a revelation at this point in the minute.
2: No, I was just, I was, I was jaded, I was tired, I was resentful of the fact that maybe I'd gone back to work too quickly because um, I felt like I had to prove to everybody that I could be relevant and a woman in music and blah, 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 and actually it all felt really futile and stupid when actually at the end of the day you just want to be with your family and you also want to enjoy your job it just felt it it felt too hard I, i just seemed miserable and actually it was benny blanco who is my friend who has produced a lot of my stuff he's a huge producer but he's my friend first and foremost and he just said, you look miserable, don't do music. And I, for him to say it, and he's Ooh. produced my stuff, I was like, oh, fuck, maybe I am in a bad way.
1: Well, sometimes it takes someone else to come and say something like that. I, I do need, I do need because of what we're doing, I do have to ask you, what do you eat on tour?
2: Um, I'm quite boring on tour. Yeah. Apart from when I'm... I kind of organise my day around a meal, like a nice meal in every city. And me and my guitarists love it. Well, um, so... It's kind of different. When you've got a daughter with you, you find the nearest soft play. Or the, like, nearest
1: uh, park. So I just love this. So you're on tour. Yeah. Great you wear tour. And you're <laughs> seeking out those hellhole sweatbox mm-hmm. soft play areas because the kids love them.
2: We had this really long drive, which is kind of... Usually you do overnight drives in Europe when you get to the next place. And... Um, there was this one where we we're going to have to drive in the day and I said, this is not going to work for my toddler. Mm. Like, what are we going to do? She's going to go freaking mad on the bus. So we had loads of stickers. We had all the arts and crafts things. And, um, I said, we've got, we've got to stop somewhere. And so we found some soft play, in the arse end of nowhere in Hamburg <laughs> and stopped there before we got to Oslo or something. And, um... Just to, for her to have a run around. And band were amazing. crew and band were so cool about that kind of stuff. They loved having her on tour. But it, when, when my daughter was there, thank you, so delicious.
1: Should we let her, Gorgeous. We do you have a particular thing with desserts? Or no. Should we let, should we Ravinda, let, let Ravinda, Ravinda choose? With I trust Ravinda. Let, we'll trust You're Ravinda. Sure. the miso thing needs to I <laughs> <cheese. laughs> <The
2: miso, laughs> now, now I'm going to look. The miso Jesus. caramel.
1: I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going to oh, bring the pudding menu
2: Okay, me. fine.
1: Yeah, but tell her to do the thing. I love a miso works. something. Miso caramel.
2: Great, perfect. That does sound great.
1: No, I. She made it with uh, Jesse made. Mess. I'm, I've
2: made all the mess. I'm so sorry on <laughs> your lovely, lovely tablecloth. I know. Um,
1: How do you deal with the thing of having come off stage, and if it's all gone well, the adrenaline mm. is pumping,
2: mm.
1: and the temptation then
2: to eat a whole pizza, eat
1: a whole pizza and down a bottle of wine before you've even noticed it's touched the sides. Mate,
2: it's the worst thing. That happens quite regularly, and that's why. <laughs> Sometimes I just have to take myself away and be the party pooper. It's so boring.
1: Okay, I, I don't think it's something people really understand, is it? The, no. the ability to... You come off stage, you are buzzing, and you can really hit...
2: And they can all bloody eat pizzas and not put on weight. Oh, but I eat them, and then I'm like the size of a house but by the end of tour. It's but
1: that, but so the annoying. Your, your job is so much... Oh,
2: it's so annoying, that part. Up front. I've always been a chubby person that loves eating, and... But you're not. Well, no, but that's very sweet, but, like, I've always loved you food. you want to
1: chubby. No, <laughs> but
2: I've always loved food, right. and I've n- n- never been able to wear hot pants, and that's OK, I've kind of lived with it now. But um, I love food too much, so if there's a fad, and I definitely think it's from being in the public eye more, I, I'm, you, you can't help but...
1: You're going to see images of yourself.
2: Yeah, and it's shit, and um, you kind of. Yes. I'd overindulge all the time, if I could, but I just can't. So this is
1: the curious thing that, again, what I refer to as the forward-facing job Mm. does require you to engage or not engage with what people think of you on a regular basis. Is it hard? Uh,
2: I think if you get too consumed by it all, it's just. You go mad, I think. But also, I have really lovely fans. And lots of people don't know who I am, so it's perfect. So I have, <laughs> I have really lovely fans and then people who just don't know who I am. I'm just like that crazy lady with greasy hair in a top knot on Kings and High Road. So, yeah.
1: A fine place to have a top knot.
2: Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it works.
1: So is the new album that you mm. said you're close to finishing, writing? Yeah,
2: I, finished, I think I've nearly finished writing it, but I'll have another go once the baby's out and kind of see if anything else pops out.
1: The last one got very personal.
2: Yeah, this one is pure escapism and fantasy. Really? Yeah, I can't be asked to talk about being a mum. It's, nobody gives a shit.
1: (laughs) So have you uh, you just gone for pure pop?
2: I've gone for, no, for pure disco. Oh, really? Disco and groove, yeah.
0: Hiya. We're doing the desserts at two stages. There are a couple more to follow. Um, Oh, bloody hell. We're we're on, (laughs) uh, oh sorry, thank you. So that's the banana cake with some protein, coffee and miso, butterscotch. (gasps) And um, fig jam caramelized fig roulade oh wow
2: okay i i'm that looks stupendous
1: so we've got this sponge cake pudding thing with a miso camera yeah, it it's kind on of on like lake. sticky
2: sticky toffee pudding or something yeah. it looks like
1: it does it's outrageous um your pancreas will thank you
2: <laughs> good i just got it drained before i saw you so yeah there you go <laughs>
1: That long silence.
2: Food but is just so great, isn't it? When it's great, it's just great.
1: This is... The, that is heaven. Isn't it? The, uh, the miso caramel, I think, is is just one of those... I can't
2: really taste too much miso, actually.
1: It's that slightly savoury end.
2: Mm.
1: With... Sorry, just gives I'm it not, more I'm, depth. I meant to be interviewed for you, but I'm, I've just run out of, you know... Oh, whatever. Let's just do you know, it. just...
2: This has been so brilliant, thank you. Well,
1: thank you for coming.
2: Oh, my God, pleasure. Thank
1: you for... I, I, I always feel like I need to have a phrase for this. So thank you for letting me take you out to lunch. did <laughs> If you enjoyed that, there's more, so much more. Why not listen to previous episodes, subscribe and take a moment to rate and review us because I do like being reviewed. And it also helps others find the show and load up their plates. Out to Lunch is a Something Else and Jay Rayner production and was brought to you by fine, fine people Josh Gibbs, Hester Kant, Selena Ream, Robert Abel, Darby Doris and Steve Ackerman. The music was written, arranged and performed by me, Jay Rayner on piano and Robert Rickenberg on bass. Next time, actress, comedian, impressionist, she wears so many hats. It's Tracy Ullman.
2: We were filming in Richmond and I was on the street outside the Richmond Theatre in this wonderful outfit like Judy. And people kept going past God, you're filming another bond.
1: And I think, <laughs> wow. And then you think, wow, this has worked.